Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Oh my God, it gets so hot here. That's why I love 007 Air. They keep me warm in the winter and very cool in the summer. Go to coolingvegas.com right now. Coolingvegas.com. For residential or business, they do it all. Go to coolingvegas.com right now. Coolingvegas.com. With a 10% discount for first responders, go to coolingvegas.com. Coolingvegas.com. 007 Air. License to chill. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. They were there when history was made. Tour is a storyteller. Welcome to the Sports Tours. And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! The Sports Tours dusts off the great American art of storytelling. From the players, coaches, media, the people who were there. Smith corks one in the right, down the line, it may go! Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! It's a home run! Go crazy! Now, here's Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Sports Rockin' Tours, the show that presents the observations, recollections, and memories of a select group of storytellers who represent the past half-century or so of American sports. Last week, we profiled Joe DeLamalure, a Hall of Fame lineman that led the famed Electric Company, which did all the blocking for O.J. Simpson. Well, this week, it's time to meet another Buffalo Bill offensive lineman that's a member of the Hall of Fame. His name is Billy Shaw, and it was his speed, strength, and natural ability that made him the driving force of the offensive unit of the American Football League Buffalo Bills, one of the strongest teams in the early days of the new league. You all remember when the New York Jets finally won for the AFL. They won the Super Bowl and the AFL came of age. What you don't realize is the AFL was good from about 1963 on. They started getting really good. And one of the very first really good teams that really could compete with the NFL were the Buffalo Bills. And you're going to meet one of the great players of all time. He was in the Hall of Fame, played with the Bills all those years in the American Football League. Billy Shaw. Billy, great to talk with you. Send us back to 1961 when you were drafted both by the Bills and the Dallas Cowboys of the NFL. Uh, what was that like? What, what, what kind of pitches were they making for you? What made you choose Buffalo? Well, back uh, back in 61, well, 58, 59, and 60 college seasons, there was a crazy rule. If you started a quarter and you came out, of the game during that quarter, you couldn't go back in. Didn't know that. And 
Yeah, and that lasted, uh, I know, 59 and 60. So what you ended up doing is playing both ways. So the Cowboys drafted me. Let me let me go back. The Bills drafted me number two and told me that they wanted to play me uh, on the offensive line, either at tackle or guard. And then I signed – well, I went to my uh, head coach at Georgia Tech, Bobby Dodd, uh, a great man in my life. Uh, uh, the wisdom that he shared was just phenomenal. But I went in and talked with him about um, what the Bills wanted to do and that the Cowboys uh, had told me that they were going to uh, draft me. And uh, so I – and the Cowboys wanted to play me at linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I had never played linebacker in my life. And during my college career, I was an offensive tackle and a defensive tackle. And I, uh, the Bills were going to play me on the line, offense or defense, and that kind of fit what I wanted to do. So I went to Coach Dodd, and I, uh, I asked him to, uh, you know, to share his wisdom with me, and I presented the facts to him. And in 19, late 1960, this is what he said. He says, Billy, you weigh 236 pounds. You're 21 years old. You're going to, with the right weight program, you're going to, uh, you're going to gain 20 or 30 pounds. And he said, with your foot speed... I think that you would make a great offensive guard in pro football. And he says, I'm suggesting that you sign with the Bills. He says, at some point in time, he said, there is room now, and this is 1960-61, there is room for another professional league at some point in time 10 to 12 years from now it's possible that those two leagues will merge and you can say that you were a part of history that was before oh yeah but he was always that way Stephen. so i signed with the bills before the nfl draft and uh, the cowboys thinking that the AFL was old, uh, they drafted me in the 14th round, the 184th uh, player picked. They would have my rights mm-hmm. if the AFL sold. But uh, getting back to Coach Dodd, you know, he just, he was so on spot, uh, you know, with his advice. Right. And, um, and as uh, we speak today, uh, my part in the history of the AFL is that I'm the only Hall of Famer that never played a down 
in the NFL. Exactly. So he was Johnny on the spot. He was right on the money, and he was certainly right about you playing the offensive line, and you'd be a great right. guard. I mean, couldn't have been more <laughs> accurate. You know, your first game as a pro was in that the, when they used to have the old college all-star games. I know you played the, the Eagles team. That's back there, Chuck Bednarik, the, the last really great Eagles team prior to uh, modern history. Do you remember what that was like, and was it exciting to get into that, or, or was it, eh, you know, not that big a deal compared to the games you played down at Georgia Tech? That game changed my professional life. Otto Graham was our coach. And I was playing second-team defensive tackle to Bob Lilly. (laughs) And it was evident that if I was going to play professional football, you know, I had to improve drastically as a defensive tackle or I needed to go play somewhere else, Uh, you know, either on the offense or somewhere else. Yeah. And it made me think, well, maybe I needed to be a linebacker rather than a, than a lineman. Well, this, the offensive guard, uh, the left offensive guard, uh, was a guy named Houston Antoine. Houston Antoine, it was a toss-up as to who was stinking it up the most, me at defensive tackle or him at offensive guard. <laughs> and Otto Graham changed us. He put me at offensive guard and moved Houston to a defensive tackle. And if you go and search Houston's um, uh, career, uh, he was by far the toughest man for me to block. As an offensive lineman or defensive lineman, you always have that nemesis and he was my nemesis uh, during the whole career as he played defensive tackle for the for the Patriots, Boston. More with Billy Shaw, who is a six foot two, two hundred and fifty eight pound All America lineman out of Georgia Tech, was drafted by both the Buffalo Bills of the AFL and the Dallas Cowboys of the then rival NFL. In just a moment. Remember, all of our interviews can be found on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to like Sports Racks on Facebook. We're going to be offering some exciting giveaways soon. You're listening to Sports and Tours with Stephen Manchie, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4529. 802-341-4529. 
802-341-4529. That's 802-341-4529. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna go grocery shopping. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I represent low-cost airlines, and we know a lot of you are not traveling right now, and we understand. However, if you do need to travel between now and the end of the year, now is a great time to lock in some of the lowest prices we've seen in a lifetime. Hey, in normal times, we can save you up to 75%, but now airlines are practically giving away seats. We have inside deals on over 500 airlines. Here are a few sample round-trip deals we found. Seattle to Vegas, $35. Chicago to Atlanta, $85. Los Angeles to Atlanta, $100. Of course, there are some limitations, but the airlines want your business right now. And cancellation and change fees are flexible. So fly somewhere this year, book now, save a ton, call right now. 802-341-4529. 802-341-4529. 802-341-4529. That's 802 802- Two three four one forty five twenty nine. This is Sports Rocket Tours on Talk Media Network. Now here again, Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Billy Shaw, who played both offense and defense in college, and then went on to become one of the best and most honored guards of the nineteen sixties. Well, so Don and Graham, really great coaches, and you saw that thing. Now, you settle in as guard. You become the the prototype pulling guard, which emerged really in the 60s. And the AFL was a pass-happy league, but your team, the Bills, were known for their running game. What was that like? And, and could you see when you were, you know, once you joined the Bills, come around 1964, you must have seen, like, this team is pretty good. The, the 64... 64- 
team was really good. The 65 team wasn't far behind it. We, um, of course, our star uh, running back was Cookie Gilchrist. And Cookie Gilchrist uh, was six foot uh, three, 250 pounds, and could run. And uh, one of the most, he's the best football player that I ever played with. Not the best athlete, but he was the best football player. He could have played guard. He could have played tackle. He could have played middle linebacker. Um, There's just a lots of things that that man could do on a football field. And he was a great player. He left us uh, after the 64 season, and um, we still won it in 65 without him, but uh, it changed a bit. Uh, We ran more sweeps. We ran more long traps in 65 than we did in 64. There was a lot of head-up blocking and a lot of short traps in 64 uh, that featured uh, Cookie. Uh, But those two teams were were good teams. I personally think that 64 was better than 65, but um, there wasn't a whole lot of difference. Well, you know, Cookie Gilchrist, what I've read about him, they said he could compare almost to Jim Brown. That's how good he was. But that year he almost takes off, and you and Jack Kemp thankfully – talked your coach into not cutting him because he was so mad because Cookie had a reputation even going back to Canada. Sometimes he could be a little hard to deal with. He could. You know, in that particular game that that people say he quit, but he didn't quit. He he was upset because as a bill – we were throwing the ball more than we were running the football game in that particular game. And um, that upset him. Yes, he, uh, he he didn't come back in when we went back on the field. And, uh, you know, that story goes on and on and on. But uh, fantastic player and a good person. He, uh, Cookie was a good person. Uh, yes, uh, you didn't pull anything over his eyes. <laughs> uh, he was very alert, very intelligent uh, person. And um, I enjoyed my time and, um, you know, in blocking for him. I remember the first game he played in. Uh, it was a 1962 exhibition game, and we were in Boston. Uh, well, we were playing Boston somewhere in Massachusetts anyway. And uh, at halftime, Stephen, he took all of his clothes off. <laughs> he took all of his pads off. He took everything off. And I remember Lou saying to him, Cookie, uh, in America, the <laughs> AFL, we play two halves. <laughs> and, 
and you put your clothes back on because we've got a second half to play. But that's the way he did. That was his deal. You know, that's the way he relaxed at halftime. You played with two really good quarterbacks. I want to talk with you both. I mean, Jack Kemp, did you ever think he would be a guy in the Congress? I mean, he was a serious candidate for president. I knew him post his playing days, a real smart guy. Uh, and uh, he was really the reason that you guys started winning, What wasn't he, when, when he got him from uh, San Diego? Absolutely. Jack Kemp, I, I just made the comment that um, Cookie was the best football player I ever played with. Jack Kemp was the most intellectual person that I've known in my life. He was so smart. And we won football games because of his intelligence. And the intelligence and decision-making is what I'm referring to. A fantastic player. And a great, great person to have in your clubhouse. Everybody respected Jack. And everybody pulled for him and supported him later on in life in the political era. Good man. Good man. Well, you know, and the other thing the Bills had, which is very rare, but you don't see it now, obviously... The backup quarterback was pretty good, too, Daryl Monica, who, when he finally was <laughs> traded to Oakland, really had a run of some incredible years at uh, the end of the AFL. Well, you know, 64, 65, 66, uh, Daryl left us for the 67 season, I think it, that's correct. And... Um, you know, when when Jack would uh, be having some problems, uh, you know, moving the team, uh, Daryl would come in, and we had all the respect in the world for Daryl. As far as um, ability is concerned, he was equal to, uh, and in some cases, uh, particularly the long ball uh, was uh, more athletic than uh, than Jack was. Mm-hmm. Uh, great player, great player. Well, he's, yeah. I just he just turned eighty the other day, and my God, he looks he looks great. So yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, he. Uh, it, it's uh, golly, it's <laughs> ironic. Uh, you know how elderly some of us are getting. Um, I'll be I'll be 83 in December. And I watched you play, so I know what that means. Yeah, that's the reason I commented in the beginning. I said, "Gosh, you're you're elderly." <laughs> in a moment, more with Buffalo Bill Hall of Fame guard Billy Shaw who was equally adept at pass blocking and run blocking and was especially effective on short yardage scoring plays. And remember, make sure to like Sports Rockin' Tours on Facebook. It's actually Sports R-A-C-X, and we're going to be giving away some exciting things very soon. You're listening to Sports Rockin' Tours with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. 
now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. What was director Mike Lee thinking when he created a film with a central character that is so reprehensible that spending time with him leaves us feeling dirty? The film is naked, both in title and content. Naked in the sense of raw characterization, an artistic approach that propelled this film to accolades at the prestigious Cannes Film Festival. Johnny flees to London after an unfortunate encounter with a local girl which has her brothers looking for a thrash. Showing up at the flat of a former girlfriend, he immediately begins seduction of her drug-addled roommate. No one has meaningful employment, and all are on the hopeless rung of society flailing about for meaning to their lives. Johnny is cynical, with a cruel, superior intellect soured by lack of opportunity. Added to the mix is their wealthy landlord. He devours rapaciously, as if entitled finding little resistance from those who lack the self-respect to demand better. Naked is an ugly film perfectly rendered. It is a fine example of film as parable, created as one man's vision of the societal effect of favor to the richest in Margaret Thatcher's England. Andy Film Minute, not in theaters. Discovery through rental. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-280-1876. 800-280-1876. 800-280-1876. That's 800-280-1876. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case. <laughs> yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264. Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264. 
Welcome back to Sports Rockin' Tours. Here again is Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Sports Rockin' Tours. You are listening to Billy Shaw, offensive lineman of the Buffalo Bills in the days of the American Football League. Those Bills teams of 1962, 1963, and 1964 still rank among the best of the AFL, and the teams of 64 and 65 won AFL titles. I want to ask you about a couple of your coaches, because first of all, Lou Saban, uh, Lou is pretty well known. I mean, he, that, that was kind of the high point of his career. He couldn't do that again in Denver and what have you. What was he like as a coach, though? Because I've read all sorts of different things about him. I don't know about all of my teammates, uh, if they will agree with me or not. I loved playing for Lou Saban. He was difficult at times, but he was uh, he was very supportive. Uh, and I'm just talking about my relationship with him. He was very supportive of me. I really, really enjoyed playing for Lou Saban. And a lot of the guys don't feel that way um, because. He didn't. Uh, he didn't share with them as much as uh, as I was uh, had the opportunity to you know to sit down and to share with him. He was a he was a good X and O coach, very good. Uh, his downfall was his ability to get along, you know, with all the players. Right. Um, it goes back to the Cookie Gilchrist thing, right? I mean, it just... Absolutely. They didn't connect. Ab- <laughs> absolutely. And, and you know, that situation kind of put me in the middle. Because here I'm supporting what I think is the greatest football player I ever played with. And on the other side, I'm, uh, I'm begging for the best football player on our team to stay on our team to a coach that I respected very much. Right. And I, I was kind of caught in the middle, you know, with that. Yeah, trying but, to do what's uh, best for the Buffalo Bills, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, Lou would, Lou would listen. He would sit, he would listen. And uh, that's one of the things I respect for him. Another very intelligent person. Um, you know, he and Jack, uh, he and Jack had some deep, deep, deep conversations. You'd sit back and be on the airplane going to a ball game and listen to those two. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> have, to, have to go get the dictionary to <laughs> see what they're saying. You know. Yeah, they were two of a kind. Now, what about John Rouch? Because he comes there. He was coming off two really good years with the Raiders, but you guys weren't the same team by that point. That just didn't seem to work, did it? No. It, it, um, you know, they were two certainly different, uh, you know, different coaches. As a team, and um, uh, we tried very hard you know, to listen and to do things the way that he wanted things done. But um, it was uh, it was a drawback um, 
and, and I'm speaking primarily for myself. It was, it, it, you know, I really loved uh, Luke, and he and I had a great, great relationship. And um, certainly Coach Roush had all of the uh, fanfare behind him, uh, you know, in, in other places, but we just, uh, we just didn't all click it, you know, like yeah. we had done before. Yeah, were, were you there when uh, OJ joined the team? You, weren't you there? Like your last season was his first, or I don't. My last year was his first, right? Uh, the season of '69. Yeah, and what I remember of him as a as a football player, you, you can't have a conversation about him anymore because of what happened well after his career. But at that time, from a press standpoint, and this was a few years later than that, but. You couldn't find a better guy to get along with, and most of the players say they liked playing with him. Did, was he a, a nice guy on the field? He was more than that. I said in the beginning of our conversation that uh, Cookie was the best football player I ever played with, but not the best athlete. The best athlete was O.J. He, his athletic ability was amazing. Uh, you know, some of the things he could do were written in books, and you never saw it. But he could do anything athletically. Yeah. And he was a great teammate. My only year with him was that year of 69. And uh, you couldn't have asked for a better uh, teammate than O.J. was. You know, what people people forget is that he was a rookie. Yeah. And, and making all the money that, you know, that we all dreamed of making at the time and never came close, uh, nowhere close to, to him. But uh, he, was, uh, he was a great teammate. I'll tell a quick story. Yeah. I was captain of the team, and uh, somewhere around the first or the second home game, um, we were off on Mondays, and he called me on Sunday night. And he says, Billy, he says, would you go somewhere with me tomorrow? And um, sure. Where? He says, just surprise. Well, he picked me up, and we drove, he drove a 1969 four-door Impala Chevrolet. Oh, great car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great car. And um, he didn't have a Mercedes or yeah. Lamborghini or anything like that. He had a Chevrolet. And we went to a sport goods store. And he bought out basically the sporting goods store, and we spent the rest of the day going unannounced to playgrounds in and around Buffalo, and he gave all of that stuff away and played with kids. And that's the, that's the guy that you know that I got to know.
don't you, you know, people just don't understand, you know, I, I try telling people that and they get mad at me. And it's like, well, okay, I'm talking about how I knew him, you know, whatever happened but there, that's a separate issue. But people get upset about that. Well, his, you know, his, uh, I'm not going to say downfall, but his change in life came after he and Marguerite, his first wife, uh, divorced. And uh, for some, for some reason, she was a very, she was a strong person, you know, in their relationship. I know that uh, Jack's wife, Joanne, my wife, Patsy, and uh, Marguerite uh, did a, uh, a Bible study. And uh, she was very, very instrumental, you know, in in um, that particular get together. She was a, she was a wonderful person, and I don't know for a fact that that changed his life. But uh, you know, there there are some things that certainly happened uh, later on that uh, were not characteristic of the person that I played with. More in a moment with Hall of Fame guard Billy Shaw, who was named a first-team All-AFL selection five times and a second-team All-AFL choice in three other years. Make sure to like Sports Racks, that's R-A-C-X, on Facebook. We're going to be offering some exciting giveaways very soon. You're listening to Sports and Tours with Stephen Manchie, coast-to-coast on the Talk Media Network. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. Holy gentle giants, dog food, Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can, too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants Life Enhancing Dog Food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. 
You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. Well, maybe I am. If you're buying a diamond ring for your wife, it's not cool to be cheap. If you're buying airline tickets, oh, it's very cool to be cheap and called Trip Amigo, where you can fly anywhere in the world and save up to 75% on over 500 airlines and 300,000 hotels, plus rental cars and vacation packages. Visit family, friends, or go on a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Go ahead, be cheap. We have special fares we're not allowed to publish. When you book your airline reservations with Trip Amigo, you'll spend your travel money when you get there, not by getting there. Call Trip Amigo now and mention the travel code Amigo and save even more. Call Trip Amigo now. 800-772-4165. 800-772-4165. That's 800-772-4165. This is Sports Rocket Tours on Talk Media Network. Now, here again, Stephen Magic. Welcome back to Sports Rockin' Tours. You are listening to Buffalo Bills Hall of Fame guard Billy Shaw, who was named to the all-time AFL team, named to pro football's all-decade team of the 1960s. Billy is the first Hall of Fame member to play his entire career in the AFL. I want to talk with you now about the, we talked a lot about the Bills, which, of course, we love. Big part of the old AFL, and there was some great football there. You already mentioned that Houston Antwine was the guy that really gave you the most trouble. Who else on those defensive lines? I mean, there were guys like Buck Buchanan, Ernie Ladd. I mean, these guys were huge and so forth. Uh, there was really good players in the AFL, right? I mean, they didn't just get good when the Jets won in 68. There, there, there was good football for a long time in that league. Well, that's true. Going to uh, Ernie Ladd, of course, he was uh, the biggest player, uh, you know, in the uh, AFL and probably is bigger, bigger than anybody that, and at that time period, uh, was playing in the NFL. Uh, Ernie was six uh, nine. Sometimes, uh, you know, he would say he was six ten, but he was in that range, and uh, always weighed uh, three thirty, three thirty five. Oh. Had a thirty uh, eight inch weight. Oh, jeez, that's unbelievable. Wow. Uh, my, and I had to play against him two, sometimes three times a year. Oh. And um, at the, he was on that college all-star team. What I never told anybody was that uh, he had a habit. He cocked his, his forearm before he delivered it, meaning that Rather than coming from the ground straight up with his forearm, he would bring it back in the cocket and then bring it up, and that gave you time to, uh, you know, to block it. I never told a soul that. <laughs> and, um, you know, it just uh, one of those things that you learned, that, you know, I learned at the All-Star game, and um, he, he was never easy to block, Stephen, that's for sure because he was so strong and so big. But um, uh, because of that movement, it made him slow off of the line. You know, when we would have straight-ahead running plays, uh, it gave you the opportunity to, uh, you know, to get position 
and not to move him around, but to shade him away from, uh, you know, from the hole. And it would let Cookie run between me and Ernie. And uh, not that I had him on the ground. I didn't get him on the ground a whole lot of times. But uh, at least uh, to be able to, uh, you know, to shade him so that uh, he couldn't get to, he couldn't get to the tackle. Well, those were the days too when defensive linemen they could batter you around, couldn't they? I always think of like uh, that same time Deacon Jones. I mean, he used to just head slap every time. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that was a, that was a big move for the defensive linemen. Yeah, well, you, you know, with the rule offensive rule change in the seventies. I don't remember the exact year, 74, 75 maybe, where you could, the offensive uh, lineman can use his hands. That was holding when we played. You know, uh, today uh, you don't see it, the, the head slapping is uh, illegal, but the guys are able to use their hands and they can do all kinds of things to, you know, prevent and block a head slap if that's coming. But um, if that's their first move back in our day, sometimes you get your bell rang pretty good. Oh, man. What do you think mm-hmm. about today, Billy? When you watch football, it's a different game, right, than what, than what you is. played? It is. Do you like it better, yeah. or, or or do you think – I personally, and I guess this makes me an old guy, but I personally think the football you guys played was, was more fun to watch, but that's just me. Well – you know the the game the game has changed and changing that blocking rule really changed the game. It changed the game primarily on the size of the offensive lineman. Uh, I played at two sixty five. I ran a four seven forty, and you know Cookie Cookie might have run a four seven. Ray Carlton, I don't think, ever ran a 4-7. But the other guard on our team was Joe O'Donnell. And Joe O'Donnell and I were the exact same size. We were, you know, 6'2 and a half, um, 260, 265 pounds. He also ran a 4 seven forty. So when we pulled... Um, a double guard pull, uh, you know, we were out there in front of uh, of Ray. We gained a lot of yards, yeah. you know, off of a double guard wide sweep. And uh, actually, um, me playing left guard and Joe playing right guard, we complemented each other with, uh, you know, with our foot speed and the ability to get out. Well, when they changed the rule, the linemen, our strength was from the waist down. Our strength was in our legs and our ability to move. Today, the offensive guards might run a 5-2 if they're fast. Wow. uh, But their strength, because of being able to use their hands to keep people off of them, is uh, bulk from the waist up. You know, all of yeah. all of the offensive linemen today, you know, are well over three hundred pounds. Yeah. And 
Well, you know what's interesting, and this makes me, you just, I had an epiphany there, because I remember the first time I went to cover football, it was at the Raider locker room, and they had Upshaw and Shell were right next to each other, right? And they played Uh right next to each other, too. And Upshaw, being the guard, like you say, he was in shape. I mean, it was he was cut and so forth. Shell looked like I, you know, a much stronger version of what I did. You know, he just sit there, and yet it's two different things. So you're right. The guard back then, as as I think of it, really was a different athlete than the tackle too. Well, the the guard back then had to be a, an exceptional, and I'm not patting myself on on the back, but every guard had to have some athletic ability to play the position the way that. You know, it was played, um, running, running the ball. Um, you know, two out of three times we would be pulling either left or right. And um, you had to have uh, some foot speed to get in front of the halfback, uh, you know, to, to yeah. make the turn. And you just don't see the, the – I think that's the reason that most of the teams uh, throw the ball – more than they run the ball now. And our 64 team, we probably ran the ball 60% or more uh, every game versus passing. Yeah, yeah, and today that's just unheard of. I mean, and you can realize yeah. that because running backs simply are not the commodity they were when you played. I mean, a guy like Cookie Gilchrist was huge. Nowadays, eh, then you're concerned about your wide receivers and tight ends. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you know the game. The game definitely has changed. Um, you know, if I were a rookie going into uh, the game today, I probably wouldn't make a team. because um, I'm not built. Yeah. You know the way they are. There's a kid, Stephen, from my hometown, right here, Tupelo, Georgia. Uh, his name Ben Cleveland. And Ben went on and played at the University of Georgia. And I've been knowing the kid since he was a Little League guy. And uh, he was a pitcher in Little League. And uh, at 12 years old, uh, he was uh, right at six feet. Wow. And weighed 200 pounds. And he's throwing a baseball to the little Eleven uh, year old, <laughs> yeah. you know, kid that's uh, five foot one at the very most, or most of them in there four foot ten or eleven, and uh, he was a, a really good football player in high school. Went on and played college ball at the University of Georgia. This year, uh, Baltimore uh, drafted him in the third round. He's six seven and a half. He uh, 340 to 360 pounds, and he's playing guard, and he's wearing number 66. But most most of the kids playing today are like that. Yeah, yeah. they're they're big they're big people. I mean, huge people. Thanks, Billy. And remember, we will continue our conversation with Billy Shaw on next week's show. Follow us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure to like Sports Racks, R-A-C-X, on Facebook. We are going to offer some exciting giveaways very soon. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi. Do you need to sell your home? 
If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-948-6826-800-948-6826-800-948-6826. Again, that's 800-948-6826. Want to be a movie producer? Faith Wins is an exciting new screenplay. It's a rags to riches, back to rags, back to riches, onward to redemption story. Written by longtime comedy greats Rich Natoli and John Pate, Faith Wins is the feel-good story of the year, with proceeds of the film to benefit homeless people and homeless animals in Las Vegas. But we need your help to get the movie made. Go to GoFundMe.com and type in Faith Wins in the search box. GoFundMe.com and type Faith Wins in the search box. Homelessness is a big, big problem in the U.S. Let's put the spotlight where it belongs and make a real difference together. Go to GoFundMe.com and type Faith Wins in the search box. We can do this because Faith Wins. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-430-4505. 800-430-4505. That's 800-430-4505. KSHP shows are now available on all of the major podcasting platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radiohead, and more. Simply search for KSHP on any of the major platforms and you can listen to past episodes of all your favorite KSHP programs, including Sports Rock and Tours.